word to Psalm 107 verse 20. And let's study the let's study the word of God tonight. Hallelujah. Concerning healing. It's always good to be constantly refreshing ourselves where healing is concerned. In fact, you, you will not be able to maintain divine health. And that's what we're after. We're not really just after healing. We are after walking in health, divine health. Amen. So, so that means even if you're not sick in here tonight, you need this because you need to stay healthy. Amen. And walk in divine health. So Psalm 107 verse 20. Hallelujah. Uh, it says, uh, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent His word. And so what we know from this scripture is, is that healing is divinely connected to the word of God. And you know, it's amazing. We know that in this church, but there are a lot of places where people don't realize the, that the, that the, that healing is connected to the word. And they're trying to believe God to do something, but they don't even, you know, ever connect to the word of God. But healing is connected to his word. He sent his word and healed them. Turn to John chapter one, verse 14. John 1 14. I got uh, Mr. Mac told Pastor, he tattled on me <laughs> in Bible college. He said that I say the scripture and start reading it as soon as I say it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm going to try to make sure y'all have time to get there, okay? Hallelujah. I got busted. Hallelujah. And so, <laughs> and so, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And this is important. And the word was made flesh. So when we understand that before Bethlehem, Jesus already existed, but his name was the word. His, he was the Word, and and so and he and we could read the whole chapter there, and it talked. The Word was in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. We could read that. We won't take the time, but the Word it then is what God sent to heal. And so here here's what this means, and this is so important uh, is that um, he Jesus was the example of what the Word of God will do. In other words, what Jesus did when he walked the earth is exactly what the Word of God will do for us now. We don't need Jesus to come back and appear before us because the Word now does everything that Jesus did while he walked the earth because he was the Word. He was the Word made flesh. And then he left us this Word. He went to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father, but He left us this Word. So in the, in, when Jesus walked the earth, He never refused to heal anyone that came to Him, did He? Never turned anybody back. You cannot find it in the Gospels where Jesus ever turned anybody back. So, so that what that means is the Word of God will do the same thing. In other words, when we go to the Word, and when we put the Word in, the Word will never turn us away and say, well, I'm not going to work in your life. 
It will work for everybody. The Word, if they will take the Word and put it in, it will work for every person because the Word can't turn us away any more than Jesus would have turned us away. And so it, the Word is always effective. So if you've ever taken the Word and, and put it in on a daily basis, healing scriptures, and you went, I wonder if this is working. Absolutely, it is because it cannot not work for you. Hallelujah. Turn to Proverbs chapter 4. Now that's a really important revelation. That gives us confidence when we go to the Word and we put healing scriptures in. Maybe we are having symptoms in our body and we're like... And you know, sometimes when you have symptoms is when you really don't feel like getting your Bible down and reading the Word or putting the Word in. And um, But but the the truth is, and sometimes we go ahead and do it, but then we even wonder, I wonder if that did any good whatsoever. Well, it did, I can promise you, but we have to learn to cooperate with the Word. We'll talk about that a little bit. Proverbs 4 verse 20 is like one of my most favorite scriptures in the Bible. I believe it's probably one of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible. And it says, My son... Attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. And then I'll go ahead and read verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So he gives us some several detailed instructions there. And the first thing he says is to attend to my words. That's talking about having a constant inflow of God's word. And if we want health, and this is talking about health, it's also talking about healing, but it's talking about health. If we want health, we have to have a constant inflow of God's word because that's where health comes from. Um, how many of you know the curse is just rampant in the world? Can you tell? And you know it's just it it's just it's just no respecter of persons. It's just everybody, Christian, non-Christian, it doesn't matter. So we have to have something that 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 keeps us uh, uh, keeps us healthy and keeps us whole, and it's the Word of God. Um, so that constant inflow, the word attend there means hearken. It means to prick up the ears, hearken. Prick up the ears. This is not a passive thing. Hearken always has the connotation of hearing with the intent to do. When you, you know, if I say, if I was to, now we don't speak this way now, but you know, if when I was a teacher, if I was to say, uh, uh, if I say, if I was to say, hearken it, to a child, to a student, hearken. I'm not meaning for them to just sit there and look at me. It's like, I'm going to say, hearken, sit down. You know, what do I mean for them to do? Do it. You know, but in our day and age, we would have said, listen to me. <laughs> That's more, listen to me, sit down. And so hearken is listening with an intent to do. So it's not passive listening to the Word of God. We got lots of people passively listening to the Word of God, but we have to prick up our ears. And I, uh, and then it says, um, uh, to to attend or hearken, there's three ways he lists his here to attend. He said to incline our ears. That actually, if you go to the Greek or the Hebrew says to clean out your ears. Clean out your ears. Incline your ears. Train. It also talks about training yourself to hear. A lot of people are trained to just be passive sermon listeners. But we have to train ourselves to hear on a deeper level. Uh, 
When we are listening to someone preach the Word of God or when we are reading the Word of God out loud, what are we listening for? I'll tell you what we're listening for. We're listening for cues and clues. Everybody say cues and clues. God wants to speak to us and so we're looking for wisdom and we're looking for the cues and the clues, those things that will jump out of us that will give us a, a correction, will give us a unction of something that we're supposed to do, how to act on the word. Hallelujah. We're looking for revelation and so we're, uh, we're very into the word of God. Um, the word incline, incline thine ear, means to uh, to bend. It actually means to bend, like you would list, you would bend like this, to, and to aggressively hear. It's to bend forward and hear. Hallelujah! I've actually seen people in church services that were so hungry and so tuned in that they were literally bending forward. And so into the Word. That doesn't happen often, but I have seen it happen. So it's, this is aggressive listening when he says, Incline your ears. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ears unto my saying. And, then, and, and I want to talk about your ears just a little more because, see, we have two sets of ears. We have these ears where we hear naturally, but we have a set of internal ears that we hear with. But I will tell you that you need, that, that you hear, when you, when you, when you hear naturally, you have have to hear naturally and then it drops down into your internal ears. That's your spiritual ears, so to speak. And that's where we're really wanting to hear. It's not just a just not just that you heard something go through your, your natural ears. You, you want to hear internally with your uh, supernatural ears or your uh, spirit ears, okay? And then he says, let them not depart from thine eyes. You know, he, so he wants the word of God. He's telling us the word of God needs to go in this, this gate and it's got to, it needs to go in this gate too, into our eyes. And so it's important that when we look up scriptures in church, Brother Hagin taught us that it made all the difference in the world on whether somebody got healed. He said people that would come to healing school, which they have still five days a week at Ramah, um, uh, that people would come that they didn't need, didn't bring their Bible or if they did, they just left it on their side and they never looked up a scripture. He said they did not get healed. He said it made all the difference in the world, the people that actually turned to the scriptures. Hallelujah. And, and you know, I know you've seen them a million times. I know that you've, you can probably, I can quote healing scriptures. I've turned to them so many times. But I have found, I proved it in my own heart, that when I just, and, and it's good to talk the healing scriptures by memory, and I do that. But it also makes a great deal of difference for me to take the time to turn to them in the morning. I'm going to tell you something else that's probably going to, and I don't know why, but in my life it makes a difference. I have a lot of little books that have healing scriptures in them. I use those little books. I have one in my purse right now. It's one we have in the bookstore. I don't think anybody ever noticed. I know I didn't. And I tell you, that's a blessing. It's a... The Pocket Bible on Healing, I believe it is. And uh, it's got healing scriptures in it. And I, But I tell you, it makes a difference if I do it in my Bible. Why is that? I don't know. If you know, you tell me because I don't know. But I have noticed that when I do it in my Bible, there's something electrifying about it coming from the Bible versus a little book or versus a piece of paper. So when you get a piece of paper from us or someone else that has healing scriptures on it, a real good thing to do is to take that 
that, that piece of paper, go to your Bible and highlight those scriptures in a specific color. My healing scriptures are highlighted in yellow, and I can just turn to healing scriptures. I don't even have to think, you know. And most of them, I know where they're at now. Some of them, I don't know the verse. Like, I know Romans 4, but I don't know which verse it is, but it's all in yellow, so hallelujah. Of course, if I'm not in my Bible, I have to look, you know, I have to look for it. But I can find it because I'm... Hallelujah. It's good to have that working knowledge of the word. So uh, <clears throat> keep them in the midst of thine heart. Let them not depart from thine eyes. So we see the word of God. We keep them in the midst of our heart. And the, the living Bible says, let them penetrate deep within your heart. I like that. Let them penetrate deep within your heart. And a lot of times when we first start out putting healing scriptures in, you know, we're building a foundation. And so we, we got to keep on till we build a solid foundation and they're really penetrating. And then he says in Proverbs 4, oh, I turned my Bible for an example. And let me get back to Proverbs 4. That page is loose my Bible, you can see I turn to that a lot. Hallelujah. Proverbs 4, um, it says, uh, For they are life unto those that find them. Um, keep them in the midst of thine heart. Let them not depart from thine eyes. For they are life unto those that find them. That word find is not like, like, to, like the other day I was in the parking lot and I found a dime. I happened upon it. This is not talking about find like happen happen upon it. It's talking about find like seek and search. Like I would tell Eric when he was little, go find my purse. I don't mean just see if you happen upon it. It's like go search till you find it. You know, and if he came back and Carter does me this way now, because I always say men, I need to quit confessing by saying men never can find anything. And Carter is already falling right into that. It's like he'll come back and say, Nanny, I couldn't find it. I'll say, go back. And because I want him to seek and search until he finds my purse or whatever it is I've sent him after. I'll say, go find my purse. So we go seek. We go search for the word of God. And it said the reason we are to do that is because it says, for they are life. Oh, that is so good. For they are life. You know, that word means alive, quick. God's words are alive and they are quick. Reminds us of Hebrews 4.12. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is quick, are alive and powerful, power, and more powerful than any two-edged sword. Piercing. Piercing. I love that word. Piercing. That's my favorite part of that scripture. The word is piercing, even to the dividing of soul and spirit. So it, 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 it can divide between, you can't tell where your spirit and your soul are, but the word of God can help you divide between what's your soul and what's your spirit. But it says piercing, even to the dividing of soul and spirit and to the joints and marrow. So it not only works on your soul and spirit, it works on your body and it pierces right down to, man, it's hard to separate the joints and marrow, isn't it? I mean, you know, you can, sep you can see how to separate your fingernail and your finger. We, can f we wouldn't want to do that. That'd be painful. But you can see how that would be. But the joints and marrow, that's like, it's all gummed together there. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so, but the Word of God will pierce into your body. Uh, it's alive. And it'll go right down into the very joints and marrow of, of your body. Hallelujah. So, um they are life unto those that find them. And it says that they are um, health. Do you see that there? It says, uh, and that's in verse uh, 22, and health. Now in my Bible, it, uh, it's got a two by the word health. And if you go over into the center margin, it says medicine. 
They are health. So when I quote this scripture, I say, Lord, thank you. Your words are life, health, and medicine to my flesh. And that's perfectly legit because that's what it means. They are life, they are health. So it's not just healing, but it's health. And that's what we're all after. We don't want to just get healed and be sick again next week with something else. We want health. Amen. And, and also then it says that it is uh, uh, medicine. Praise God. Uh, that word health is the uh, Hebrew word marpe, M-A-R-P-E. And it means, uh, if you go to the Strong's, it means curative the word is curative. It is a medicine. It is a cure. It is deliverance. Hallelujah. So in the King James, it means cure, healing, remedy, soundness, wholesome. Hallelujah. The Rotherham translation on that verse says, I love this, to every part of one's flesh, they bring healing. So there's not any part of our body that it won't bring healing to. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care if he said 80... I was reading about a man today in the Word of Faith magazine. 88% of his heart was dead. I don't care what the doctor says. That's a lot. That's a big percentage, isn't it? Hallelujah. And I don't care what the doctor says. It, can, it is life to his heart. There's nothing too far gone. Amen. To every part of one's being. Uh, the Knox translation says, I like this, let a man master them. So it's not just a fleeting glimpse at the Word of God, but it's mastering the Word of God. And we're all being challenged right now to do that. Amen? To master the Word of God where healing is concerned. Not only to receive healing for ourselves, but to minister healing. We're wanting to master being healing ministers. Amen? Divine healing technicians. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. And we have to focus. And you know, to be honest, folks, some things in the, in the Word are more important than others. I mean, I don't care what you know about the Antichrist. If you, if we can't get healing and health in our bodies, we won't make it till through the, till the rapture. And so what good's it going to do for us to know everything about the Antichrist and the beast and the false prophet? Even though we do need to know some of those things. But where do we put our focus? And a lot of people are putting their focus on the wrong thing. Amen. Instead of putting it over. Uh, and, and you know, they're just passively believing God for healing and health. Uh, uh, it says, let a man master them, they will bring life and healing to his whole being. And that's not just your body, but your soul. Boy, do y'all know some people that need soul healing. They are just total wrecks in their soul. Their soul is just so messed up. They're just hurt and wounded and, and afraid and, and uh, just, you know. And all of us need some soul. Some, all of us need a, we have got to be renewed in, in our soul. And God's constantly taking the Word of God and doing that for us. Jerusalem translation says, they are health for the entire body. The Taylor translation says, my words, they will mean real life for you and radiant health. I like that. They will mean radiant health. The New American Bible says, my words to man's whole being, they are health. The Fenton translation says, My words are health to all parts of the frame. I'm confessing that one. Hallelujah. The frame. That's our, our musculoskeletal, how do you say that? I don't know, skeletal system, our frame. They are health to all parts of our frame. 
There's not any bone or tendon or joint or ligament or hallelujah or disc or, or cartilage or anything that, that it won't be health to. Amen? So let's talk about for a minute and then as before we're through how to how do I take God's medicine? How do I take it? Okay, I believe, boy, Miss Debbie and the Word of God has convinced me, mostly the Word of God, convinced me that this stuff is powerful. This stuff is radioactive. It's better than radioactive. It is powerful. It is penetrating. Amen. Uh, and it, so we take God's medicine the same way we take regular medicine. The, for the most part, and I know sometimes you take some medicines another way, but for the most part, we take regular medicine orally. And you take God's medicine orally. That's how you take it. Uh, you put the Word of God in your mouth. Proverbs 12, 18 says, The tongue of the wise is health. The tongue of the wise is health. Proverbs 18, 21 says, Death and life. Well, remember we used the word... Well, let me read it first. The death and life are in the power of the tongue. Remember, the words are life... So this words that are life have to do with our tongue. In other words, they can't just be life sitting here on this page. They're life when they're by my tongue. They become life to me. Hallelujah. Mark 4.14 says the word is seed. The word is seed. And we know that the word is incorruptible seed. That means it cannot fail. It has no death in it. It cannot die. It cannot fail to produce. It is incorruptible seed. The law of seed is this, that it has the ability to reproduce itself. That's the law of all seed. I don't care if you go find a watermelon seed, a cotton seed, whatever kind of seed, an okra seed. You know, the law of the seed is God put this law in every seed, including His Word, that it has the ability to reproduce itself. And the Lord spoke to me one day and He said, the seed is faithful. That means it's, it, that goes back to being incorruptible. It's not going to fail you. The seed is faithful. It is, the, the seed is pre-programmed to know what to do. It just automatically knows what to do. I was hearing on TV the other day about, uh, I think it was Brother Copeland, talking about going down into the Grand Canyon and how it was just amazing how a tree would be growing out of a rock. Why? Because seed is so faithful. It is so pre-programmed. If there is one speck of dirt anywhere, and the way those seeds get on that rock in the Grand Canyon is birds bring those seeds in. And the way even a little dirt comes for it to grow in is a lot of times, you know, the, the bird brought dirt too. And if it has just a teeny bit of dirt, and so it doesn't take a lot for the seed to, to produce. Amen? And so the Word of God is just so alive and so quick. Hallelujah. It'll produce for us. It'll be faithful to us. So we plant God's seed or His Word with our mouth. It's called Word Seed. Not bird seed, but word seed. Amen. Word seed will penetrate your spirit. And that's, you know what? Your spirit, that's the good ground. Your soul may not be so hot. You may have a little problem in your soul. Maybe you're just confused or mixed up or emotional or that's all in the soul. That doesn't have anything to do with your spirit. The Bible says that when you were born again, you were recreated and you got a new spirit. And not only did you get a new spirit, but God sealed it. 
and it's sealed and it's so it cannot be corrupted and it's the good ground and the word of God penetrates into that good ground and comes up and fixes everything. Fixes our body, also fixes our soul. And so you have a guarantee that when you put the word of God in, that it's going to it's going to go into good ground if you're born again cuz you are good ground in your spirit. Some of us are not so good in and our our ground's not so great in our soul because why? Because our soul has to be renewed, our mind has to be renewed. And and you know, and and you got to understand that well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Hallelujah. So your spirit then will send the divine healing power of God to the part of your body that is sick or diseased and cause healing to come. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 11. Let's turn over there. Everybody turn. Everybody wave or something when you get there. Hallelujah. Okay. All right. Romans 8, 11. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. The, the ASY translation says this, He who raised the Messiah Jesus from the dead will thrill with new life your very bodies. Hallelujah. These mortal bodies of yours by the agency of His own Spirit, which now has its home in you. So uh, the word, the word, you plant the word with your mouth. It goes into the good ground of your spirit, and then your spirit sends it throughout your body. And one way to help your, after you've planted the word of God, is you pray in tongues. I know Pastor Buzzy used to show us that pump, and you know that we pray in tongues and we pump that healing power all over our body as we pray in tongues. But not just praying in tongues, but praying in tongues in connection with having put the word of God in our heart. Now. Now, we talked about sometimes your soul can be not good, not such good ground. And so we have to learn to cooperate with this word, this seed. Uh, we got to cooperate with the medicine. In other words, this medicine is not going to be as effective if we have a bad attitude, for instance. Maybe we're into self-pity. May why me, Lord? That's, boy, it's really going to be hard to get healing as long as you're why me and I just don't understand why this happened to me. We have to get out of self-pity. So we have to give ourselves a checkup from the neck up and make some adjustments, don't we? Hallelujah. If we have a bad confession, we're not cooperating with the seed. In other words, we're saying one thing from the Word of God and then we're saying something else. We all fall into this trap. And there's so many things that try to drag us into making a wrong confession. You know, uh... Sometimes I feel like I have to justify everything. And I and I and so I'm having to check myself and say I don't owe anybody an explanation of why I'm not doing something. Pastor told me just to say it's not wisdom at this time. Like I tell y'all to say when you take your kid to the store and don't say I can't afford it when they ask for a toy, say it's not wisdom at this time. You know what I'm saying? Well, he pastor told me, he said, Debbie, just say it's not wisdom at this time instead of saying, well, you know, I can't do that because of this and that situation. And, and you know, and besides, because then, you know, I'm not cooperating with the seed that I am so faithfully putting in every day. Amen? Okay. And then sometimes we can be not cooperating with the seed because we have a wrong image inside. In other words, we're saying healing, but we're seeing something else on the inside of us. And so we need to 
changed our image. It's the same with finances. We can be so in seed like everything, but if we've got poverty image down on the inside of us, and sometimes, you know, that can be manifest in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, if we're like a, Boy, I'm sowing seed. I'm believing God. Boy, money cometh. And you go home and you say, Who left the light on in this kitchen? We need to turn the lights off. This is just not good stewardship. And not it is good stewardship to turn lights off in every room. But if you're just going bonkers over something like that, then that's such a poverty mentality. Like, you know, the light being on in your kitchen is going to break the bank. Amen. And I'm not saying we don't train our kids, turn the lights off. You know, my mother used to say, every light in the house is on. <laughs> How many of y'all? I mean, we've all, every light, that must be just something mothers say. Every light in this house is on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we do need to train people. to. Be, we do need to be good stewards. But we can take good stewardship over to the place where it's just really a poverty mentality. Amen? Hallelujah. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, Matthew 6.22, and we're going to close with this. Because we're talking about cooperating, cooperating with the Word of God that is life, health, and medicine. And this is the scripture the Lord gave me this morning. I believe it'll help you. I was just praying. And uh, I didn't know, I, I mean, it didn't come up to my heart like Matthew 6, 22. It's not how it came up, but the, part, the scripture came up uh, about uh, if your eye, if your eye is right, then your whole body will be full of light. And so... Uh, Let's look at that. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Well, that's what we want is our bodies full of light. Because, you know, no darkness. Because sickness is darkness. Right? Sickness is darkness in the body, just like sin is darkness to the soul and spirit. Sickness is darkness in the body. And we want our body to be full of light. He said, well, your eye has to be single. I'm like, I don't get that. And I can understand we need to be focused and all that. But still, I, there's a better meaning. Uh, the Amplified Bible says if your eye is sound. In other words, I think that means if you are seeing the right thing. And I don't think he's necessarily talking about what we see here. But it's what we're seeing on the inside. And you know, uh, we, so we have to make sure we're seeing the right image on the inside. The, another translation says, if your eye is good, if your eye is clear, it even says, if your eye is healthy. If you are seeing yourself healthy. Now that's a trick, especially, I mean, that takes some working on yourself to start seeing yourself healthy. I know, um, Dodie Osteen, when she was given six weeks to live, one of the things she did, and I can't remember, I think it was her that, that got a picture of herself riding a horse, which she was totally not capable of at that time because she had to get an image of herself and start seeing herself healthy. And the longer that you've been not well, the longer sickness goes on, the harder it is to see yourself healthy because sickness not only gets in your body, it starts to get in your soul. And you start to be, you start planning around it. You start, you start, uh, I mean, you plan your life around it. And you know when you start doing that, it's in your soul. 
I mean, I hate to, I'm saying this to myself. Hallelujah. We have to somehow get it out of our soul. Oh, God, help us. Help us, oh, Lord, to get this sick, get sickness out of our soul so that our eye is healthy and we get an image of ourselves healthy. We get an image of ourselves um, strong. We get an image of ourselves. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so however God has to do that, and you know, it's the same with finances. We have to get an image of ourselves wealthy. Amen. Instead of always seeing ourselves lacking. Hallelujah. Y'all see that? And then he says, that, but if your eye is bad there, but if thine eye be evil, verse 23, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. That word bad in one translation, actually it was the Spirit-filled Life Bible that said this. If your eye is evil or if it's unhealthy. If your eye is unhealthy, talking about that inner eye, if those inner eyes are unhealthy, seeing the wrong thing, seeing yourself lacking, seeing yourself, seeing yourself as a, uh, as handicapped. That's why, uh, you have to fight it. You have to fight it. Now that's one thing. I don't know that my mother does that, uh, from a necessarily a scriptural standpoint, but my mother who is 78 years old, she fights it. She fights getting old. She fights it tooth and toenail. And it's just like, sometimes it's like when we say, well, mother, you're 78 years old. I mean, she's just like, you know, she nearly, you know, and Ross Roberts, he fights it. He will not, nobody knows how old he is. He will not admit to being anything. He doesn't, he is like, I am young. And so he tries to dress young. He tries to act young. He tries to, uh, be young. And, uh, you know, we ate, when they invited us, recently they came to Birmingham. They called us. So we went over and ate with Ross and Colleen. And, uh, I thought, I was like, oh, they never will love us again because Pastor told the waiter, said, he's my father. And I'm like, oh, don't say that. Because Ross is like, <laughs> no, you should have said he's my younger brother. <laughs> and uh, they were just joking with the waiter, but it's like, don't joke with Ross about his age. Hallelujah. Because, but that's kind of how we have to be. We have to fight it. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, I haven't been that good at fighting it. Because when you're a princess or a queen, you know... <laughs> You let people wait on you and hallelujah, take care of you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. So we got to get that inner eye. Hallelujah. You know, and my kids are really good at helping me fight it. I can't get any compassion or sympathy out of any of them. They just look at me. If I even tell them something's wrong, they just look at me like, and that's they say, and I, you know, that hurts my feelings on one level, but on the other level, I know it's really good for me. I'm not coming against y'all because I know you're doing right. Because Dodie said when she had situations in her life, and you know, she got six weeks to live, and she would ask her kids to move a table for her in the house, and they'd say, you can do it, Mom. Hallelujah. You can do it, Mom. And she would like me. I'd be like, and you know, well, we just like, oh, that's so sad. But, but you know what? She's held and she's still alive. She's still kicking. And that was how many years ago? That was 20-something years ago now. Hallelujah. Praise God. Six weeks to live. Serious, seriously ill. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Well, let's confess some healing scriptures. Y'all want to? Huh? Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's turn in our Bibles. Let's start in Matthew. Y'all put your Bibles up, didn't you? I did. I shut mine. I wasn't thinking of that. Matthew 8, verse 17. We'll just start right there. 
Let's say this out loud together. I'm in the King James. You do the best you can. Ready, read. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Uh, turn with me to uh, uh, Matthew uh, 15, verse 30. Hallelujah. Now, if you had these marked, you'd be already be there. Hallelujah. Get these things marked this week. And great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet. And he healed them, insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be whole, the lame to walk, and the blind to see. And they glorified the God of Israel. Hallelujah. Turn to Mark chapter chapter uh, 5. Praise the Lord. All right, we could read Mark 4, the sower soweth the word, but we won't. Turn to Mark chapter 5 and look at verse 22. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers, y'all reading with me? And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And and Jesus went with him. Verse 25, And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? Verse 34, And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. Verse 36, As soon as Jesus heard the words that were spoken, he saith unto the ruler, of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. And you know the rest of the story there. Go to Mark chapter 11. Hallelujah. Verse 22. Ready? Read. Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have have them. Let's skip over a bunch and go to 1 Peter 2.24. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're taking God's medicine right now. Hallelujah. You put it in your mouth. Thank you, Jesus. Who is on self. You ready? Who is on self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Verse 10 of chapter 3. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Third John 2. Praise God. 
Ready, read. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Revelation, and we'll end with this one, 12. Hallelujah. Revelation 12, 11. Ready, read. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Father, we believe that these words that we have spoken are life, health, and medicine to our flesh. We believe, Lord God, and we release our faith right now that they put a medicine into our body in the name of Jesus. We believe your words, they are spirit and they are life. We believe, Lord God, that your word is alive, quick, and more powerful than any two-edged sword and that it penetrates right down into our very, the very joints and marrow of our being. And, he, and Lord, brings health and healing and a cure and radiant health to our whole being. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Let's come to the altar tonight and pray. Let's pray for your, we'll pray for your needs. We'll also pray for the, uh, for pray, we'll pray for the church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just come up here. If you want to kneel at the altar, fine. Uh, let's start some music, bury some praying music, and then let's just pray. Hallelujah. The Bible says, is any afflicted? That means going through a test or a trial. Let him pray. So if you're going through a a test or a trial, come up here and pray. If you're not, come up here and just pray for the body of Christ, the church.